Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome to another Hi there and welcome to another workout for you to row along to. Today is one of these really enjoyable long slow distance rows, an LSD row without the drugs. <laughs> now, I'm not being sarcastic. This is an enjoyable row, okay? It gives you a chance to slow down and you can work on your technique and you can kind of grind in that bottom fitness that you need, okay? Not not fitness of your bottom, but bottom tier fitness, that kind of real base foundation fitness. You don't build a house without a foundation and it's the same with your fitness and your performance. You need to get a good core aerobic base to then build on top of it and that's what we're doing today. Now the session itself is going to be three 10 minute intervals with one minute rest between each of them and we're going to do the first at 18 strokes a minute then we're going to go up to 20 strokes a minute then we're going to go back to 18 again. So it's a really low intensity row. Now if you want to just ignore the one minute rest and just row completely and just do 32 minutes straight, fine, okay? You don't have to stop for that one minute rest. The only reason it's there is to really just keep that heart rate from the cardiac drift, which is when you work for so long that it kind of starts to drift up. We want to keep it down at a low intensity, okay? So by taking that one minute rest, it'll then give the heart rate a chance to settle um, and so you, you don't overdo it. But also it gives you a chance to almost like hit control out delete on your technique. You stop for a minute, you have a quick drink, you reset, you go into the next interval and you can start with the best of intentions for your technique for the next interval. Okay, so that's why it's there. A straight 30 would, is just as good or a straight 32 is just as good, but this is what we're gonna do, all right? Now I'm speaking at a million miles an hour because uh, I don't know why. I'm <laughs> Just because I am, because I wanna get started with today's row. So let's get into our four minute warm up first. And we have to set up our machine first. Bear with me while I go through this bit, I'll try and say it as quick as I can. On a concept two, set your drag factor first. If you don't know anything about drag factor, I've got a video here on my channel. If you know about drag factor, but you're not too sure where to set it, set it to around about 130. If you know absolutely nothing, then just set your lever between four and five, okay? Too low isn't the problem, too high is where this becomes a problem. On a non-concept two rower, just set the weight, intensity, water, whatever you've got, to a point where you get a nice feel from the stroke, but you don't have to heave against it to get it going, okay? Because that's gonna cause problems with your technique. Next up, if you can, set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down, both of which can cause issues with your posture. And finally, if you can set the height of your foot stretchers, then please set them so that as you come forwards, you can get your shins into a vertical pointing straight up position, okay? If you're set too high, it can be a bit tough to get there. If you're set too low, it can be quite easy to go scooting straight past, causing power leaks, technique issues, cats to marry dogs, and oh, yeah. Okay, so four minute warm up, nice and easy because we're just going to warm up through this one, do a little bit of just single leg work at the end for the like last two minutes of it. But all I want you to do to think about power for the start here is just to push enough with your feet that you can feel the power coming up from your body into your arms, into your hands and into the handle, okay? Kind of the same as though you were standing up and you're holding a box of, I don't know, shoes, cats, donuts, okay? So just a little bit of a push. Don't have a box of cats, that's not good. Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. Now we're gonna do this at 20 strokes a minute. Just this warm up. And 
that means one stroke every three seconds. And like I say, because today is a low intensity workout, this is what the, the pause just demonstrates me going, what am I saying, what am I saying? But because today is a low intensity workout anyway, we don't really need to get super duper warm before we start. So the point of this warm up is really just to open our body up, to let it know we're gonna do some rowing, to give a chance to just get used to the positions we wanna get into as we're rowing, and just to pay a little bit of attention to how we're getting the power into the machine. And we get the power in by pushing our feet into the foot plates. But that's not gonna do much if we can't connect that power to the machine somehow. Because you have to get that power into your hands to be able to brace against the handle to get the power in. But that all starts by pushing at the same time your handle connects to the machine. And you can help that with a forwards tilt, arm straight, and that gets your body in the right position for that connection and to be able to hold that connection. Work on that a little bit in the next coming two minutes, but we will in the main session as well, don't worry. So two more strokes, then we're gonna put one foot on the ground. So, thumb, toes, ah, foot on the ground, carry on rowing. The, so if you put your thumb on the buckle and push it out to the side, as you flick your toes up towards you, that's kind of the pressure you need to very quickly release your feet from the buckles. Okay, two more strokes here, and let's swap feet. So, thumb, toes, and you're out. Unfortunately, the back of these Nikes is kind of like a point. I think that's why I have to set my stretcher so low and that point keeps on getting caught at the heel cup when I try and do these quick in and outs. I'll have to remember that if I'm gonna wear these shoes when I compete in high rocks. Okay, both feet back in, legs straight, and roll with your back and arms. You shouldn't have to worry about tightening your straps here, because all you're doing is swinging over your back and pulling in your arms, and then releasing your arms and swinging over your back again. You should, all that momentum should be taken up into the stroke so your feet can actually stay loose on the foot plate. However, let's take one more stroke and as we roll to the front of the machine, tighten those straps, then hold your arms straight in a forward tilt and just press out from the front. Don't worry about power. All I want you to do is hold your forwards tilt straight arms the whole time and get used to pushing your feet a little bit and holding that position through the leg drive. Okay, if you can get used to just knowing you hold it for that duration all the way to there, then hopefully when it does come to putting in power, you'll hold that position better. Right, that's the warm up done. 
your heart rate will probably be up a tiny bit, your breathing rate will be up a tiny bit. Those last few minutes just then you kind of you ease off through that warm up anyway, but you should at least feel nice and open and ready to attack our main session, which is what I'm about to describe. Okay then, so today's row is a very simple one. We're just gonna do three 10 minute intervals with one minute rest in between. Now, it's not a challenging row, okay? It's a low intensity, slow row. So we're gonna do this at 18 strokes a minute, then 20, then 18 again. And your pace, run about 2K plus 20, and then you can speed up by two seconds when you get up to the 20 strokes a minute, and then slow down again to 2K plus 20 for that last 18. So the point here is just to give yourself a nice breath of fresh air on the rowing machine, okay? If you've been taking part in the 1K plan, Week three, session three, should have kicked you really hard up the backside. I know I was in a really, kind of that last interval, I was in a dark place trying to get to the end of it yesterday. So I need this row in order to be able to just continue to build my aerobic base and to kind of reset my system. I mean, a rest day would be just as good, but I want to carry on rowing. So this is the session that I do today in order to recharge and get ready for week three, session five, which is going to be a tough one again, okay? So this is how you kind of work out the session so you can Continue to row and you don't have to take rest and stuff. But it has to say low intensity, that's what I'm saying, okay? So just keep it nice and low, don't worry about, this is why I'm wearing this t-shirt today, don't push the slow stuff, push the fast stuff, okay? It's important, okay? So this one, keep it nice and slow, work on technique, let your, your core fitness just build up and all will be good, okay? End of rant. <laughs> I say end of rant, I'm gonna come back to you, you know I will. So. First 10 minutes at 18 strokes a minute. I'm gonna do up my wee zip in my pocket because uh, it was flapping every time I was rowing. Sorry, should have done this beforehand. Um, yeah, so uh, 18 strokes a minute, right about 2K plus 20. Don't worry if you slip to 2K plus 22, that's absolutely fine. I'd rather you went that way than the other way, all right? So here we go. In three, two, one, let's begin. So just follow me for stroke rate on the video or listen to the whoosh of my flywheel on the podcast. Oh, hang on, I'm way gunning it. <laughs> I'm up at like 2K plus 15. Slow down, John, slow down. Listen to yourself. And hopefully after, well, after these first 30 seconds, I'm hoping you've run about, hit the right rhythm for your stroke, so you no longer need to really focus on watching me or listening to me. And what I'll do is I'll talk technique in this first interval, and then I'll try and not be so boring for the next two intervals, okay? quite easy for me to get lost into that rabbit hole of a deep dive into technique, but an entertaining video it does not make. So let's try and at least spend the, the first or the next eight and a half minutes just trying to cover the best practices. So I've already said that you get the power into the machine by pushing with your legs and having a 
forwards tilt of your upper body towards the front of the machine and straight arms and as I said in the last 30 seconds of the warm-up the point is to hold those arms nice and straight and that forwards tilt as you push in that leg power hopefully to at least half of your leg drive and that way the power from your legs transfers up through your body into the handle and you're not really fighting against it with your arms or your upper body you're just letting it surge transfer brace whatever word you want to use into the machine if you grab too early then you're fighting against that leg power with your arms and then also robbing yourself of that arm power at the back of the stroke because you still want to pull no one's saying you never have to pull when you row but the point is you want to pull to a finish not start with a pull so it's not about don't pull it's about don't pull yet <laughs> it's not quite as pithy not quite as good a, a slogan push don't pull yet but it would be one way for me to get around <laughs> the intellectual property issues that just saying push don't pull would get me into <laughs> again <clears throat> so yeah so push with the legs and if you look at me well, if you come back and look at me hopefully most of the time what's happening is i push pull so it's a big push pull arms are straight pull the leg drive straight pull is allowed to get into the machine because i have that forwards tilt and straight arms and yes I'm sure some of you are sitting there with an arm late, ar early arm pull or an army earl pull <laughs> and saying well I'm rowing quite fast you know thank you very much for all your guidance but I think you'll find that by pulling early from the front of the stroke I am solidly fast you might be but most of the time you're fast only over a short distance or your arms then start to tire too quickly or worse you get injured 
tennis elbow, golfer's elbow, trampolinist's elbow. There's no such thing. Oh, maybe there is. Who knows? I'm not a trampolinist. Whereas if you row how I'm suggesting, let the power come from your legs, then pull to a finish, it's a lot more efficient, less likely to cause you injury. So, that's the leg drive. The recovery is kind of the opposite, where you go legs, back, arms, on the drive, legs, back, arms. For the recovery, you go arms, back, legs. So arms away, tilt back over your hips for that forwards tilt, then bend your knees, okay? So although my knees will soften as my arms come away, I don't bend them until my hands are past my knees and I have rocked forwards into that lean. And then all I have to do is bend my knees and because of the forwards momentum from my arms and body moving forwards, bending my knees is all it takes for me to slide towards the front of the machine again. I am not stopping myself at the back of the stroke or pulling myself forwards using the foot straps. By getting that leg drive into the machine in its entirety, there is hardly any momentum left at the back of the stroke that I need to stop myself with. And then by using my arms and body momentum to go forwards, I don't need to use those straps to pull myself forwards either. And I will prove it to you in the next interval. Should really have thought about this at the start, but I'll skip this interval and the next one, and possibly the last one too, I will do with my feet out of the straps to prove that you don't need to stop yourself by yanking on the straps nor do you need to use those straps to pull yourself forwards again. Right, there are a couple more things to talk about technique-wise, but rather than just launching straight into it, I'll give you a little bit of a break so you can just think about what I say with legs, back, arms, arms, back, legs, okay, and I've got 20 seconds to go, six more strokes, let's check, heart rate, that's interesting, 
heart rate is identical for my chest strap and watch. Last stroke here. I was having issues in yesterday's sprint workout where the heart rate monitor wasn't reading, wasn't reading right, basically. Have a drink quickly. And I eventually kind of posited, there we go, that it was, because it was around about 30 wrong, my heart rate strap. And that was the roundabout what the stroke rate was that I was doing. I was pretty sure that that click, that finish was skipping a beat each time. And the fact that it's now pretty much identical to my watch, it's kind of proof of that. Okay, 12 seconds to go. That was a short minute. Like I say, didn't really, it's not a huge rest. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Let's go to 20 strokes a minute. And whatever pace you were just, oh, I said I was gonna do this strapless, idiot. There we go. At least you know there's no camera trickery going on. So that's both feet out of the straps. And whatever pace you were rowing the 18s at, I want you to now be rowing two seconds faster. So hopefully you have something that shows your speed, depending on what machine that you're rowing on. Hopefully it's a time-based thing. So I was rowing at 2.05 average. I'm now aiming for 2.03 average per 500 meters. And hopefully you've got something similar that you can use to just gauge a tiny bit of a pace increase doesn't have to be huge, just a little bit, so that as your stroke rate goes up, so does your pace. And that's an important habit to get into. So my heart rate on the last interval was around about 130, which Going to Erg Zone is 65% of my maximum heart rate, which is bang on where I'd want it to be if I was using heart rate as my training protocol. However, <laughs> I don't really use heart rate, I do it all based on a pace compared to your current 2k best time and when I say current I mean what you're currently capable of not what your last 2k was from like four years ago it's not a perfect solution 
for everyone. But really, it kind of works as a cookie cutter for most people where like this pace, 2K plus 18, if you took someone who can row a seven minute 2K and someone who can row a nine minute 2K, then there's a fitness and power gulf between those two rowers of 30 seconds per 500 meters which is relatively large it's not I'm not saying the nine minute rower is a bad rower but there is a difference but when you slow a fit person the seven minute or let's say really fit person the seven minute rower by 18 seconds as a kind of proportion of what they're capable of it's kind of the same as when you take the less fit nine minute person and slow down by 18 seconds there's a kind of a bell curve graph somewhere that explains that a lot better than I can however so if you look at pace versus heart rate what you're missing on the pace version is kind of perceived exertion because if you're really tired okay so say yesterday was a tough row could leave a lot of people fatigued and not quite as ready for even a row like this on the 2k plus 18 pace side of things it's unforgiving it doesn't care how tired you are it just takes your 2k pace and slows you down by 18 seconds however if you are heart rate based training that takes into account fatigue because if you have an elevated heart rate because you are tired after yesterday's session then in order to keep it in the appropriate zone which is likely UT2 or around about 60 to 70 percent of max you'll have to ease more than those 18 seconds off the pace in order to find your sweet spot so really the magic sauce comes in how these workouts especially the plans are programmed 
and paced. So this is why today's session has these one minute rests. This is just allow for the raised intensity from session three, but also make sure you don't overgun it and use power that you're gonna need for session five. And this is one of the great values of me rowing this plan and making the videos for you is that actually I'm going through and tweaking sessions based on my fatigue from day to day. So today was meant to be three 15 minute intervals with three minutes rest. But I knew even before I punched the numbers into our zone today, that that was way too much, that 45 minutes was too much, even at a low intensity. Because remember, I describe all of this kind of like you've got a big bowl of power, a petrol tank filled with blue power. And what you always want to do is either work on building, growing that bowl, that tank, so you have more fuel, which is what happens on a session like this, or on the faster sessions, you're learning how to use that power efficiently so that when you're in a race, you can use all of that fuel in your race, but you know how to pace emptying your tank. There's no point emptying your tank in the first 500 meters of a 2K. You need to work out how to be more efficient and spread all of that power across the entire race. And so that's what the top hard sessions on this 1K plan are teaching you, is how it feels to empty your tank. Two more strokes here. One more. There we go. Bang on. 203 average. Heart rate's up a bit. So that's, like I said, 65. I finished interval one. 75. I finished interval two. Have a quick drink. However, I do accept that the fact that I'm talking to you the whole time puts obviously puts a bit of a toll on my cardio system because it's gonna because I'm talking the whole time so I allow myself at least five percent sometimes ten percent all right 15 seconds to go um 
just as a kind of a leeway because I'm talking. So, yep, Apple Watch is still the same as the monitor. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Back to 18 strokes a minute. Slow back down by two seconds. And try to hit the average pace that you managed in the first interval. That's what we're doing if we're aiming for a pace-based workout. If you want to err on the side of caution when it comes to your big bowl of power and you think you're working too hard even by holding 2k plus 20 in this interval then by all means slow down by two or three seconds especially in this interval you've already got 20 minutes of rowing in your legs in this workout so you'll have done yourself a world of good so far that you can only really undo by pushing this last one too hard and making it too intense and that's what it's important to always keep an eye on that's why I was saying at the end of yesterday's workout it's things like rest days it may be that you have a training diary that has you doing all five sessions of the 1k plan one day after the other but you know what if you get to the end of day three and you wake up from day four and your body is saying hey man i'm tired i don't want to do a even a low intensity row today and listen to your body again unless it's just a mental thing that you are struggling with that you just can't be bothered rowing that's different but if say you had a poor night's sleep because your body's too activated and you also feel fatigued in your body then listen to it take that rest day the thing about exercise is that it can become kind of an emotional crutch I know it is for me in the podcast I recorded with my sister Pamela Rose at the weekend we were talking about that how so many people turn to exercise for their basic kind of well, sanity had a tough day at work tough day with the kids whatever then a row a run a bike ride whatever a swim all of these things can just snap you out of it just again so they hit reboot on your mental state 
ready to carry on. But I know that happens with me, where if I'm stressed, if I'm kind of agitated, then I know a good old row will sort me out. But the downside is when either you can't because work, kids, life gets in the way, or you shouldn't because your body's telling you not to. So if you are injured or time is against you and you're not able to row, you need to find another outlet to be able to calm you. Often that's like a musical instrument or art, or even just going for a walk through some trees. Just something that can calm your mental state. But if it's the more dangerous one, which is when your body's telling you it's tired, it's fatigued, that you are scraping the barrel. You haven't let that bowl of power recharge in time for your next row. Then the sensible thing to do is to take a rest day. But if you're calm, relies on being able to take rest days, sorry, oh, what am I saying? On being able to exercise and taking a rest day would get in the way of that and leave you tense, agitated, kind of almost like anguish. Because you haven't got to exercise. It's not good. So again, you need to find yourself another outlet. For me, it's playing the drums. Just having a chance to sit down and play. And it's not about the aggression side of it. It's not about hitting things. It's about the process of my body moving in time with itself, or, or at least in time with the music. And that rhythm kind of falling over me and you kind of get into a flow. My, there's a guy, uh, who runs the drum flow coaching, whose name, Jacob Evans, there we go. And he was the real one that turned me towards this idea of flow before I just played. But he's like, no, no, no. It's about the mental state of flow where everything is just falling into place. You don't need to think 
about what your hands are doing, what your feet are doing, or about keeping tempo. You've hit that flow state and it's like, it just pours out of you. And not to be a rowing bore, but it's the same with this. So what you want to find when you're rowing is a flow state where the rhythm of your stroke, your breathing pattern, your concentration levels, that kind of, well, literally flow backwards and forwards kind of puts you in a trance like state that sadly some Scottish buffoon <laughs> keeps snapping you out of by talking to you. You get what I mean? This is why rhythm to your stroke, that flow as you push and hands away and recover, even though it's a sequence of legs back, arms, arms back, legs. Everything should flow. If you video yourself and you spot that you're jerking, like you're throwing your arms out and you're all over the place, try and address that. It's about flow, arms in, arms out forward tilt, knees. I'm constantly in motion. Okay, three strokes to go. Two more. One more. There we go. 205 on the nose. Exactly 2,400 meters for my third interval there. So, we're still going to do a cool down, have a quick drink. Just going to load it up in ErgZone. If you use ErgZone and you go to the Discover tab, type in Row Along, my track should pop up. And then if you go to the labels, you'll find one called Bookmark These, and that has the various warm up and cool down options that I kind of sometimes have um, just for easy programming of your monitor makes everything so much simpler okay two minute cool down gonna do this runabout have the intensity of the initial warm-up okay so you're just moving thinking about connecting power but you're not thinking about power okay does that make sense I hope so here we go in three two one and we're off right about 20 strokes a minute again but again I'm just really soft rolling this I'm kind of almost down to you I'm done at 18 strokes a minute I think I'll just hold it here just want to keep it so that I'm moving and then I can think about those body angles just in case like I say some bad habits had fallen in during that those three intervals it's always a chance that I was scooting my backside I wasn't connecting properly at the front 
So if I can spend these two minutes at a much reduced intensity, so it's not about fighting against the machine for pace, it's just about moving with what I hope is the right technique, then these two minutes will hopefully guide me as I begin my next row, which for me will be week three, session five of the 1K plan. Remember, I mean, I know I always say this right at the end, so it's too late, but any of my sessions that you do or that I put up, whether it's a 2K plan, a 1K plan, 5K, 10K, 30 minutes, Christmas rows, whatever, just because you do one of them doesn't mean you have to do all of them. So yesterday's week three, session three, I quite deliberately left 1K reference mostly out of it because I'm hoping that people will just go, ooh, that looks like a good row and not be put off by the fact it's part of a plan. Bit of a balance between letting people know it's a plan, but also not putting people off because they think they have to do the whole plan. I'm just trying to work out how to get more people to find and watch and roll along with my videos, to be honest. Anyway, right, stretching. If you don't have time to stretch, then please at least take a moment to do your quads and your hamstrings, okay? They'll take the biggest beating from today. Don't do it in the shower though, I don't want you to slip and fall over, okay? Cha-ching, that's that box checked. However, if you have time, you have a choice. You can either join Stretchy Jong, Jong, John, who's uh, taking through some stretches, or I'm gonna do pretty much the same ones, but on my machine, and this is for those folks who don't have a stretching mat next to them. I said in yesterday's row that I was gonna try and find some alternatives. Ran out of time to find alternatives. <laughs> so, let's go through the same ones again. So, hamstrings first, put your feet inside loose straps, okay, so you're, you should get like a 90 degree between your shin and your foot. Hands in the air, fold forwards. Okay, so this isn't about bending your lower back or your upper back. I know I just say the same things all the time when it comes to stretching about the importance of getting the right body things and blah, blah, blah. But there's a reason that I say it. It's the same with the whole technique thing. There's a reason that I constantly talk about technique is to try and make sure that people, that anyone, say either anyone new to doing this or even people that have been here for years, just to kind of say this stuff so they'll go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot that I had to keep that forward lean. You never know. Right, next up we're gonna do glutes. So put one leg up on the rail, get a big black mark on the back of your leg, yep. <laughs> and put your other foot, oops, oh it's all sweaty, oh dear. Put your other foot over into the crook of your knee, hold your, pull your knee across you, sorry, and then hold onto the back of the machine and rotate into your, kind of down into your glutes. And you should find, depending on how much of a stretch you give, where kind of maybe the angle, the fulcrum of that, knee, that foot that's across your knee and whatever. If you get it right, the position's right, you should get a nice wee stretch into your glutes, okay? It's interesting, today they don't feel anywhere near as activated as they did yesterday. Ah, just changing legs. Even though today was 10 minutes longer worth of actual rowing, because um, it was 30 minutes today, whereas yesterday was just 20 times one minute, my glutes are nowhere near as, let's say tender, that's a good word for it. Um, because it was a low rate, low intensity workout. So um, that's another good guide, is that if you come off a low intensity, one of these LSD rows, and your muscles are sore, chances are you went a little bit too fast. So quads next. Oh, my head pops out the top of the screen. That's okay. 
So flick your foot up behind you like this. <laughs> Pretend I meant that. And then hold your heel against your backside. Try and keep a straight line down through your shoulder, down through your hips, into your knee. Try and keep, try not to lean to one side and things as well. Obviously it's easier said than done. I, I'm doing it here next to the monitor so that if something happens, I can quickly just hold on to the monitor. Uh, or if I had like balance issues from the very start, I could just hold on to the monitor like this. Even sometimes just one finger is enough. <laughs> Change legs. And again, you're trying to make sure that this is your quad that gets the stretch here, okay? That's important that it's your quad, not your hip flexor. You're gonna do your hip flexors next. And often your hip flexor gets activated if you push your hip forwards while trying to stretch your quads. So this is why I'm saying about a straight line between your shoulders, your hip and your knee, because it'll stop you from pushing those, that hip forwards. Right, I'm gonna try and, I'm gonna do the knee off the ground version first today. I'm gonna do my left leg this time because I keep on doing my right leg. So, get ready to go into a lunge with the foot that's forwards and then bring your back knee down, okay? So you're like this and then push that hip, the lower knee hip forwards, okay? If you have a good posture and push it forwards, maybe sink the knee a little bit more, not quite touching the ground, but a little bit more. You'll work out what you need to do. And then if you need to brace yourself by holding onto your knee that's um, up and bent, that's a good way to do it. Now, don't take any indication of the fact that it's such a short stretch. Oh, it's such a short, short stretch. I didn't enjoy that one. Ah, hang on. Sorry, I just completely messed that up. Oh dear, edit, edit. Right, swapping legs, sorry folks. So now I'm gonna do the knee on the ground one, which I find a lot more effective for me. So basically the same thing, except one knee's on the ground. Push that hip forwards for the one that's on the ground. Your up knee will end up slightly over your ankle. Your back knee will then go, instead of being 90 degrees, it'll then go slightly forwards, maybe 100 degrees. I do not have my protractor, I could not tell you. Um, yeah, and that gets, by keeping that posture good and pushing your hip forwards, that gives you a nice little stretch into your hip flexor. Oh, remember to check out Jeff Cavalier and Athlean X for his excellent advice about hip flexors. Right, uh, let's do forearms first. I always do shoulders next, let's do forearms. So, pray, push your hands together, and then bring them down, carrying on, pushing your hands together, okay? Singing is optional. If you want to start singing Kumbaya, then you can, or whatever. If it's Christmas, I could start singing fa la 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 Oh, Home Alone. Can't wait for it to come. Elf is the big Christmas song in our house. It's only September right now. I apologise for, for, for talking about Christmas. I'll move on. But yeah, that push should give you, should give you a nice stretch in your, uh, your forearms. Right, shoulders next. Bringing that arm across your body. Hold it back with your other arm and then just have a little rotate and you should feel the stretch in the shoulders. I am available for Christmas choirs if you need me after that great audition. <laughs> I'm not. I'm a drummer, not a singer. <laughs> the whole thing of I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm a drummer, not a singer. Uh, yeah, no. I can pretend, but I can't sing. I can do mock singing, that kind of like, you know, like dad dancing where, uh, let's swap arms, where dads dance purposefully rubbish so that when people laugh at them and go, oh, it's all right, I'm already dancing rubbish. It doesn't matter. I'm doing this on purpose. Laugh at me if you want. Rather than if they dance normally and someone laughing at them, they then go, oh, that's my real dance. It's the same with my singing. I will purposefully sing all really bad. Hey, let's sing bad. I don't know why I'm a kind of mock Yorkshireman when I'm being like that. But yeah, so that no one laughs at my singing. 
Uh, yeah, right, so that's shoulders. We've done forearms. Triceps next. Oh, yeah, that's the one I was going to look for, wasn't it? Ah, thanks. Thanks for reminding me. I was going to look and see if there was a more effective tricep stretch for me. So uh, put your, basically put your hand, arm up in the air, hand comes down your back, down your spine, and then use your other arm to push um, this, the arm that's up. Does that make sense? Further back, which should. I mean, it's giving us, I can feel the stretch in my tricep when I do that. Oh, no, it's because I worked out yesterday that my bicep stretch then tenses up my, my triceps. That's the problem. So I should have done this the other way around. Hmm. Maybe I should write this stuff down. A smarter man would. I'm not a smarter man. I'm Batman. <laughs> right. Uh, biceps, finally. Okay, so... Pretend you're flying like Batman whoosh, through Gotham, okay? But then you want to thumb a ride. So rotate your thumbs outwards. And that will then uh, lengthen the long head of your bicep. But obviously, as I just said, as a result, it does then contract your triceps. So um, in a way that doesn't happen if you're when you're stretching your triceps. So when you stretch your triceps, your biceps don't get sore. But here, well, it's not that my triceps get sore, but I can just tell that they're kind of tight when I do that. So there we go. There was a meandering end to my stretching. Um, oh, I cut my leg. Oh no. <laughs> Hope you're not. If I'll do this so you don't have to see it because I don't want you to faint if, you, if you're the kind of person that doesn't like seeing blood. But maybe you've seen it the whole row and you keep on falling off the rowing machine. <laughs> don't do that. That'd be awful. Oi. Um, reminds me of being at the, the, the gym I used to be a member of when I, um, back in, remember the, those days when we used to work in offices? Instead of from home, um, there's a gym I used to go to and I do like these kind of workouts, obviously not filmed, but I do these really tough workouts. Um, and then at the end of it, I kind of fall off the machine lying on the floor going, <gasps> and I'd always have like some PT would kind of come up and look over me and go, you're right, mate. <laughs> and it's kind of like that, that look of, I really don't want to have to give this guy CPR. And I'm like, it's okay. He's like, all right, I'm off then. And off these scurries to go and talk to some better looking young thing instead of me. Pfft. Okay. I don't know if I've said this story before, and apologies because this does have a little bit of kind of uh, man, it's not it's kind of almost misogyny thing, but, but hopefully you'll see why I'm saying it. Um, in that same gym, one day I was doing weights, because um, obviously like flex the guns, doing weights. So standing up, doing weights, uh, and there's a mirror in front of me, so I'm checking form and also iron up my guns, no, checking my form. So I'm doing, uh, I think it was like just like bicep curls or shoulder presses or something I was doing, and I'm looking at my form right in the mirror. And uh, this girl, she must have been about early 20s, like a young, um, young girl, just walks onto the stretching mat and stands directly in front of me. So between me and the mirror and then sets up her stuff and like and starts doing her own thing. And uh, I was thinking about it, thinking, God, how rude that she do that, that she just like see me here. And then she just work out right in front of me and block my. And then it dawned on me that to a 20 year old girl, I am absolutely invisible. A 40-something, I'm not going to say, well, you probably have said before how old I am, but like a late 40s sweaty man is completely invisible <laughs> to, a, to a young 20-year-old um, girl at the gym. And I found that hilarious, the fact that it wasn't that she was being rude, she just literally didn't see that I was, that I was there. I thought it was hilarious. I tell that story quite a lot because it just it shows, if this was like 27 whatever years ago, um, I would have been kind of like, hey, I, this 20-year-old girl, I wonder, hey, well, I wouldn't be. I'd, be, I'd have been like, oh, girl. But yeah, there would have been, maybe she would at least have like actively ignored me, but, but this time she just didn't see me. And I'm like, 
oh well, there's certain times where I kind of think, hey, I'm still young and vibrant, I could still, if I, if Julie left me, I could still, no. I'd be just completely lost going, nobody sees me. So anyway, so yeah, so let's just hope Julie never leaves me because I'll just be, I'll be lost and lonely. Ah, there you go. Sorry, sorry, that was a massive diversion. That's the kind of thing, the kind of diversion rant I should have during a row to try and keep you entertained. Not at the very end, where I'm just keeping you on a machine and you're like, oh my God, there's people waiting to get on this and he's still talking. Could you please sharp? Um, yeah, <laughs> the hashtag should almost be sharp or, or um, invisible. Can we call that? Because I think it's quite funny. Okay, just, just so I know that you made it this far and you heard my story. So the hashtag for this row is invisible um, because I just, I honestly think it's hilarious. She just didn't see me. <laughs> anyway, so there we go. I hope you enjoyed this row. I hope you enjoyed my rant. I hope you enjoy, enjoyed my funny tale. And apologies if it was a little bit like, hey, I'm a man. Every woman's supposed to spot spot me. Obviously not. That's not the point I was getting at. Um, but apologies if that's how you took it. It wasn't how it was meant. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, I will hopefully see you either in week three, session five of the 1K plan, if that's what you're doing, or in any of the many, 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 other videos I have up here on this channel all for free and just because it's free doesn't mean it's not good okay there's a big thing and again I should say this right at the top I should just make a video saying this there's a whole thing that people give away if you're giving it away for free it can't be any good now that's the complete I'm hoping that these are good and free of course I'll wait for you to reply and say well actually no, they're a bit rubbish but because they're free that's why I do them but that's the thing, so I'm trying to break that circle. I'm trying to give this stuff away for free so that people still have quality content out there that they don't have to kind of go, all right, I've got five um, sessions into so-and-so's plan, now I have to start paying. You don't have to do that with mine. All of it's for free, woohoo. You just have to put up with me and my rants and my ramblings. That's the price you have to pay. Oh, I've not done a, right, hang on, end workout. I've been doing this the past couple of days when this pops up. So today's workout in total from all the way through, 480 calories, but active calories were 380. So and again, an extra 100 calories burnt. Well, not an extra, but 100 calories burnt just by being alive for the past, well, yeah, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, uh, but only 380 calories burnt from exercise, but that's still quite a lot. And it means when I go in and have my chicken and noodles now, all is good. So anyway, right, there we go. I'm done. I'm going to go. Thank you so much for being part of this one. I will see you in another video. Until then, take care. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.